welcome to Survivor Turning Back Time, the podcast, the Survivor podcast where alliances are made up and the votes don't matter. They do matter. They very much do matter. That's the whole reason that the show goes on. I don't know. There's a lot of people who don't think the votes matter this season. <laughs> I am your host, Stephen Levine. With, as always, my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, how you doing? Oh, Stephen. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, Jared is French now. I can hear the cicadas in the trees. It's true. They are screaming at the top of their lungs. Is they also horny? Is is that a mating call? I was not. I'm I'm assuming every noise is a mating call. Let's be honest. I think so. I don't really know why else. Right. Most noises are mating calls because there's only you're only trying to attract mates. Uh huh. And if you're not trying to attract mates, you're attracting predators. So there's Fair. no reason to make noise unless you're trying to get something's attention. Fair. I, I don't know. Everyone always talks about the, what, 11-year cycle of cicadas. Is it 11? I think it's seven. Seven? Sure. I don't know. I've heard it so many different times. And every year I hear them screaming, so I'm sure there's multiple cycles going on. I was going to say, that's the problem. Like, an individual cicada cycle is whatever, seven years, but then there's another cicada cycle the next year, and the next year there's, you know, more than seven uh, or there's there's enough of them that uh, they're staggered. But everyone always tells me, oh, this is the year. This is the cicada <laughs> year. And I'm like, isn't every year the cicada year? I this, hear them all the time. This is the year where the cicadas are real horny. Uh, says who? who? Who is deciding this? Literally them. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> uh yeah we're 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 back it is a day after the the sick recording yes we are past the plague cast the fever has broken yeah this is the uh plague and a half cast it's not not quite the plague cast we're i'm not as sick but still sick so we're gonna get through this and i'm gonna drop those sick beats okay i want to hear it we discussed this i'm i we're not we're doing no. Pro- you promised, so here it is. <laughs> I have no idea how to do that. You're living up to the delivering less. Promise nothing and deliver less. <laughs> we got we got three episodes left. This episode, next episode, and a finale. Is the finale a two hour? Ye- I actually I think so. Okay. I did not check. Okay. It should be. Every other finale is a two hour, or at least two hour. I've yeah. seen I've seen a three hour, and boy, it's long. That's too long. It that's is too long. The length of the Batman movie that's too long. Tell that to Winners at War. Uh, oh, they probably had to do a lot of like. It's a lot celebrating it, people. It didn't. It didn't drag as much as I thought it would, but it it was long. Uh, but yeah, you wanna you wanna get started with this episode? Yeah, we could just stay here for a while. Uh, fill up a whole hour before we start the episode. No. Okay. Alright, so this episode came out on uh, August 9th, 2000. And uh, since the last episode, August 2nd, 2000, a couple of things have happened. Um, the most... N- nothing super newsworthy. Um, the biggest one was South African President... Thabo Mubeki, did not say that right, unveils the Women's Monument commemorating the role of women in the anti-apartheid struggle. Ah. So, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if it made huge headlines here, but it should have. It's neat. And then just kind of an odd history fact. um, 
The Confederate submarine H.L. Hunley is raised to the surface after 136 years on the ocean floor. I'm sorry, the Confederate submarine? Yes, that also piqued my interest. So I googled the H.L. Hunley as someone who loves history. Um, It uh, was the first uh, combat submarine to sink a warship, even though it did not completely submerge underwater. It sunk the USS Housatonic? I don't know why we're naming warships in the Civil War like they're a bad club song, but (laughs) moving on. Um, And then it did the most important thing and killed 21 crewmen. Oh, um, Because those were uh, members of a slaver's rebellion and their deaths should be uh, celebrated. (laughs) Oh, as in the crew of the submarine. Yeah. 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 That that tracks for an early uh, pre-submergible vessel submarine yes you can say it's it it did a really good job because it killed way more confederates than it killed anything else um and i will like remind you again slaves revolt treason blah 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 um the number one song has is no longer it's gonna be may whoa i know it did not last nearly as long as i thought okay um it's incomplete by cisco (laughs) <laughs> this song is so unmemorable i looked it up on my way over here and listened to it okay i have never heard that song in my life so, I mean... it's just a kind of bad like soft r&b song it's it's not very good i don't i don't know that cisco should be doing r&b cisco has like cool dance vibes right i don't even know what cisco is you don't know oh i know cisco cisco i feel like is mostly that early two thousands club, but here we are. Hold on, I'm I'm looking up Spotify for Cisco. <laughs> How do you spell Cisco? Oh, S I S Q O. Yes, which we will not play the song no. on the audio because we don't want to get delisted. Oh, of course. Uh, the one big Cisco song that everyone knows, the thong song. Wait, is that that's that's what it's called? You don't know the thong song? No. Oh. That thong, 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 thong. Like the way your booty goes. Like the way your booty shows. No, you're... That sounds vaguely familiar, but also sounds like a parody of something. Uh, it's a parody of himself. It yeah. is It is the thong song. It's... Wow. That is a real song. I remember having... So, okay, we'll peek into the childhood of Steven. We had a karaoke machine. Of course you did. I know, right? Uh, because... Who am I but that guy? You were a theater kid when you walked out of the womb. And yes, I said walked out of. <laughs> uh, I sashayed out of the room. Uh, I I tap danced out of the womb. I'm not a good tap dancer. Uh, bad example. Anyway, we had... You, you get these CDs back before like YouTube kind of took over the, the karaoke market. Uh, you had these CDs and it came with a certain list of songs. Typically, it was what would be best for a karaoke group. Most of them are classics, like oldies, uh, Build Me a Buttercup, My Girl, whatever. One of them, though, The Thong Song by Cisco. Oh, my God. I did not. I didn't sing that one. No. You no. grew up in, like, suburbia Minnesota. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean it didn't get sung on that karaoke machine. Oh. It just means I didn't sing it. Yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, anything else from that time? No, that's that's pretty much it. We we drenched up a trader submarine and uh, South Africa did a cool thing to celebrate women stopping the apartheid. Mwah, beautiful. Chef's kiss. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, then let's get into episode 11, Long Hard Days. It's, uh, the cracks are there. It, it is, uh, this episode is aptly named. We spend a lot of time in this episode talking about how kind of bored and over it everyone is. Um, which I think is pretty cool, actually, from going back from a, a 41, 42 to mm-hmm. now this. Everyone who's on the new seasons has seen Survivor. They love Survivor. Yeah. They are all super fans, or at least they're so excited to be there. And, you know, it is the the, new, the two new seasons because of COVID were shorter, and now it seems like they're going to keep it that way at, I think, 26 days? Uh, 20, 28, I believe. 28, okay. Um, still, you're shaving 10, 11 days off. Uh, we're on day 31, so we're already deeper in than those seasons go. And these people had no love for being on Survivor. They didn't grow up watching it. It didn't exist. So they're just kind of miserable, and they want to go home, and they are vocal about that. Uh Uh-huh. And it's really refreshing to just see people be like, yo, this sucks. (laughs) It does. It there's nothing to compare it to. There's no real idea of what's going to happen when you get there. I think they were prepared for the survival aspect. They weren't prepared for the the boredom that sets in. You're there for, uh, at this point almost a month. Uh, yeah, an entire month. And b- despite a bowling alley built by Sean, there is not much for entertainment there. I will say this one time and one time only. And I don't even full-heartedly mean it. Okay. Maybe Sean was on to something. Ooh. Nope, it didn't Ooh. sit right. I feel gross. I feel gross. <laughs> I, I had to quick Google. You were right. It is 26, not 28 26. Days. Yeah, that's a third. That They cut out a third of the time yeah. in these new seasons. I do not like that change. Um, you don't? No. Oh, you, you want it to be the full 39 days? I do. I think it should live somewhere in the middle. I think... They don't need to sit on the three days for every cycle. Once they figure out how to get more footage out of what is going on, you don't need to have two days of one day of nothing, one day of uh, challenge, another day of challenge and tribal. It, that, that's fair. Maybe post-merge, you'd cut it down to two days. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that timetable would look like. That wouldn't cut a full third off. That would just cut probably, I guess I'd get it into like 31, probably. I think 31, 32 is about where the sweet spot is, for, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy to, or not happy. I mean, clearly they're miserable, but they're not, <laughs> they're not like pretending they're not. And like no. Colleen talks about, we start this episode with Colleen talking about how, you know, her legs are all screwed up. She has sores that she doesn't know where they came from. And like, she says bugs are living in them, which it's, I don't, I don't think that was literal. I think she meant they're like around them. I don't think they're living in them. Did you, did you okay. It shows a shot of Colleen's legs and it does look like something is squirming around in the open sores of her leg. If that's the case, I don't know why she was allowed to still be there. That makes you want to die. Or, like, why they aren't treating this. Because that's problematic. That's, yeah. That's a huge problem. Wow. That could be, like, something has laid its eggs inside your skin and they are hatching out, creating more problems. Like... Oh, boy. Hey, Steven, do you remember um, in game time roughly 17, 18 days ago when I said, 
hey, maybe you shouldn't go jumping around <laughs> in the still water. What? And then Greg gets a debilitating ear infection and Colleen has bugs living in her legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe don't go playing around in standing swamp water. <laughs> it's uh, it's not the best plan and yikes. Big yikes all around. <laughs> uh, what the, the episode starts off with everyone kind of breaking down the alliance and how the mm. alliance is falling apart. Uh, we're, we're discussing Rich and Sean, uh, how they're they're weak and cranky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's Colleen. It's all from the perspective of Colleen, and that's why we talk about her legs. Right. Uh, but she, she's kind of breaking down of, all right, here's the cracks. Everyone's kind of pissed at each other. Everyone, I see openings. She's not really willing to capitalize on these. No, it's a shame. Um, I don't know if there's anything... Spoilers for the end of the episode. It's Colleen that gets voted off. I don't know if there's anything she could have done to change it. Um, she could have won that challenge. Well, she could have won that challenge. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, you're right. She's She sees these cracks and she doesn't... We don't see her try to really take advantage of them. Uh-huh. Which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it, it's kind of looking like uh, they show Rudy and Rich hanging out and essentially saying, you and me to the end, yep. as it has been for almost the entire game. Yeah. Rudy and Rich, best Odd buds. Couple. Odd, Odd couple. couple. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're bros. Uh, and for the longest time, the audience is led to believe that it's uh, Sue and Kelly to the end, but that is slowly starting to come out that that's not the case either. Yeah, they had a t- they had some type of tear up, uh, not like a argument with each other, but um, Sue's kind of caught on to Kelly's game of not wanting to be in the alliance anymore. Yep. Actually, Sue brings up Sue is the first person I've heard so far talk about the jury. Um, That's true. She says, you know, I don't know what she's doing if she's trying to. She doesn't say the term "play the jury," but basically being like, if she's trying to pretend she's not in this alliance so that she gets their votes, um, and. Just another reminder that Sue is ahead of everyone else as far as the structure of the game. Rich hasn't thought about the jury. Sue Sue is thinking light years ahead of anybody else, mm-hmm. and Sue is it once again creating what this game is. Yeah, Rich is Rich is better at like manipulating people and getting his way. Yep, but Sue is the one who actually understands the 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 architecture of the game. Yeah, which is interesting. It's it's beautiful, and they're on a collision course now. Uh huh. Of this is now that uh, you're losing your last member of Pagong. This is where something's gonna have to give. There's a clear two. There's a not so clear two, and then there's Sean. Yeah. So I don't know. You use those pieces the way you where you want. Something could fall. Yeah. It's this is now. Um... This episode tries a little too hard to convince us that it's not going to be Colleen. Uh-huh. Spends a lot of time time trying to convince us that Sean's going home. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that thought there because I want to talk about that later. Okay, okay. I just want to say that um, I I'm glad that we're past all the Pagong members. I loved Colleen. I hope she uh-huh. comes back. Um, but we'll get there. But um, it it the last few episodes the votes did kind of feel like inevitable um I, did, I i was kind of hoping that somebody would turn but i never i i expected it to be toggy five 
Toggy five in the final five. Maybe Sean slipped through and went home at some point. But yeah, now we're to the real interesting stuff as far as voting goes. Yep. Thanks, Thanos. I am inevitable. <laughs> uh, we get to the reward challenge. It this this reward challenge. How they delivered the uh, the tree mail was kind of cute. They had a a fake trivial pursuit card yeah in the style of trivial pursuit it wasn't exactly the same but it was definitely hey we want you to know what what this is trying to be and the biz we call that legally distinct correct <laughs> legally distinct i know nothing about that go listen to our theme song uh <laughs> rudy rudy talks about my brain isn't good but he's glad that it's a brain challenge and not a body challenge. This is the only thing we get from Rudy pretty much the whole episode is he's just like, my brain isn't good, but my body's worse. <laughs> <laughs> my brain don't work so good, but mm, my knees also don't work so good. And I'm like, same, my guy. Hey, you right. I get it. <laughs> so they are, the reward for this challenge is one night on a yacht. And it's... It's very strange. Brought to you by Visa, Brought by to you way. by Visa. They they shoehorn that in there. But I don't know if that was on purpose or not, because he, he just holds up a Visa card. It's not shown. They don't directly show. I wonder if it's because like, they don't want to show the numbers. But right. also, it doesn't feel like it was meant to be a corporate chill for Visa. It just seemed like, hey, we have the corporate card. This one's going on the yacht. Like, interesting. I it, it stuck out to me like product placement, but okay. you're probably right. I don't know. You might be right. Too. I might be too cynical. <laughs> the world needs a little bit of cynic. Oh, I got a lot of cynic for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is just a trivia game. Uh, everyone is on... Uh, they lay out six squares. You have to get seven questions correct to win the Survivor Trivia. For... <laughs> And they did this thing where if you were the last person on a section, so each two squares were a section, different colored, they would remove you from the game if you were the last one on that section. Which, this is, it's so close. It's so close to being the way that Survivor Challenges get formatted to be interesting. Yeah. All I think they needed to change was, first of all, show us, the, like, make it a little shorter. Yep. I think you said two, but I think it was actually the earlier ones were, like, four, like, it was, like, four of a color. There was just, like, way too many questions to answer. Um, and, but, like, when you get past a tier, like, let's say the... I don't remember the colors, but the, let's say the first tier is yellow and the second tier is blue. Mm-hmm. Once you get to blue, you pause, and he keeps reading the yellow questions until there's only one person left on yellow, and then they're gone. And then you're down to, you know, four, or you're down to five, or whatever. Um, so that way, when you're watching it, you can think about, like, oh, I wonder who's going to... It's it's tense. It's like, oh, it's this person versus this person. Who's going to make it to the next, to the next step of the challenge? Yeah. Rather than... Oh, Rich and Sean are five places ahead of everyone else. Cool. Yeah, it didn't look like anyone was real ahead the whole game. It kind of seemed like one per one or two people would fall behind and then they would get cut. The the only two people who got cut the entire challenge were Sue and Kelly. Yeah. Um, and I mean there were only I I am gonna go and I'm I'm gonna challenge you on this. I'm pretty sure it was two two and two and then the final space. Uh, but I could be wrong. Or maybe it was eight. Maybe it was two, 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 two. Because uh, I, d- I did clock that there were two colors. It doesn't matter. <laughs> In the end, it really doesn't matter. Uh, it was really tight up until the very end where Sean and Rich get a question correct to move onto the final space, and then they have to do a tiebreaker. Uh, were there any questions in 
pre-tiebreaker that really caught your eye? No, I, a lot of them were seemed kind of easy. Um, the one with the bamboo was, I think, the most fascinating one with yeah. the water inside of a bamboo you can drink. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's really cool. But, like, the Black Widow one was super obvious. Everyone yep. knows a Black Widow's colored uh, black and red, not black and blue. Again, we're thinking post-internet world. Like, they... Yes! For someone who is not well-read or doesn't watch a lot of TV, it, it may not be that obvious for them. Maybe. I'm, I I see a lot of, like, Black Widows in, like, marketing. That's fair. Um, I mean, there's a cider on it, but there's also... I feel like it's a really popular brand for, like, makeup and, um, I don't know, like, edgy stuff. So I, can, I know what one looks like right in my head because it's been baked in my head from marketing. Um, but... And some of them felt like they should have been known just from having survived on the island. Yeah, most uh, of them were, were basic survival questions. Um, some were not as obvious. Like, you're right, the, the bamboo one was interesting. Uh, I guess in my brain, the, the logic there is that it, it was filtered through the plant, and then yeah. the, the plant kind of takes out most of the either toxins or it's just storing just the water. Kind of essentially the same process in boiling is it has to filter through something, so therefore, boom. I was right there with Rich, so I was like, well, the safe answer is boil it, because yeah. that you can know, you can drink pretty much any water that's boiled. Correct. Unless there's particles and stuff or whatever. But. That's one where, Rich, you are technically correct, however... The best kind of correct. Yes. <laughs> when in doubt, boil your water, please. Um, although, Stephen, you want to take a quick break and do some shots of kerosene? No. <laughs> Sean, Sean wins the tiebreaker by drinking kerosene. Not literally. The question is about if you eat what if you uh if you have intestinal parasites yes. what can you drink to get rid of them yes and some like one of the answers was um like distilled water um and the the right answer was kerosene yeah and like ginger ale was one right kerosene yeah i, I it, when i was watching i was like i feel like it has to be kerosene because nothing else uh, mango juice was the last one those oh. were the four I was like, mango juice isn't going to kill it, and neither is, like, water. Yeah. So I was like, it has to be kerosene, but I feel like that would kill you, too. Yeah, I think you want to drink it in small dose to, one, kill the parasite, but also not destroy your stomach lining. Oh, we're not just butt-chugging a quart of uh, kerosene? I feel like that would not do the, 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 the goal. That would just get you immediately sick. Well, there goes my plans for the weekend. Uh, what was interesting at the end of this challenge is that Jeff... Uh, breaks it to who breaks who won by saying, "Rich, I bet you thought you were gonna win this, didn't you?" And Rich was all excited, and he's like, "No, it was kerosene." So, Sean, you win. What betrayal? Why, why did you do it like that? <laughs> Even I was confused. Like, oh, really? I I did think that distilled water would kill any parasite. Oh, never mind. Sean wins. Jeff isn't uh doing a whole like he's not doing a whole lot in this episode. Um, but he does screw with the contestants a couple of times this yeah. episode. I'm like, oh, he's starting to get that, like, a little bit of that playfulness about it <laughs> to really, like, make fun of people, or, like, go go after people, kind of pull the rug out from underneath them. And I'm here for that. Yeah. So, so Sean wins the one night on a, on a yacht, uh, and then is told, oh, yeah, you might get to bring someone with for breakfast. <laughs> Like, okay. That's, uh, okay. That's weird. Um, so he promises Kelly. Says, yep. Kelly, you're, you're going to, I owe you food. Uh, you're going to come with me. Uh, <laughs> and then they get back to the beach. Heavy rains come in. Yeah, they don't go that night, which 
in, initially I was like, why don't why didn't he just get time on the yacht right now? And then we find out later. We, we why. find out why. Yeah. I had the same reaction of, wait, why why didn't you just go? It's right there. Right. They, they brought it to the challenge. It's just sitting out waiting for you. Like, just go. Go right now. Have him row out to there. Row out to Snake Island and get on your boat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to wait at Snake Island. You have to survive Snake Island and then you're allowed to go on the yacht. Yeah. Uh, so everyone goes back to camp and the heavy rains come in. Everyone's pretty miserable. And once again, the parachute is coming through. Yeah, they got real lucky they have that. They're going to milk those parach- that parachute for what it's worth. Why not? It's also, genius. the yellow raincoats are still so much more valuable than anything else on this island. Everyone's wearing them except for Rich. Yeah. Rich, Rich admittedly, while the rains are heavy and everyone is miserable huddled in this parachute, Rich is in his swim trunks just walking around in the rain doing his thing just doing his thing thinking about maybe being naked i was say he'd be naked if he could i mean he probably could no one was around that's why he got colleen voted off because colleen didn't want to be naked (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so jeff comes in the morning and says nothing about picking someone else so you're like oh okay well fine i guess that was nothing i i don't know why you would tell him that and then not do that and i wrote i was like sean negotiate with him what are you doing hey didn't you say that maybe we could get something out like i can bring someone uh so then sean gets on the boat jeff whispers to him says hey you can you can you can bring someone for breakfast but you gotta tell me now and to which sean has to announce it to everyone which is again weird formatting I don't think he had to, I think he was, so I feel like Jeff through this whole thing of, of is trying to get Sean to interact with the challenge and sure. be like, hey, you might get to take someone. Oh, come on. And then he'd be like, okay, fine. Yeah, you can. Or like, <laughs> you know, they let him like when they're going to the boat, waiting for him to be like, hey, Jeff, don't I get to take somebody? And then whispering in his ear and getting him to be like, oh yeah, Kelly, come on or whatever. Um, or Kelly, I'll see you tomorrow morning. But like, Sean's the worst improv partner that's ever existed <laughs> and just keeps no budding. No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, hey, you you want to want to pick someone to come with? Like you sh- you should do that. So he announces to everyone that he has to pick someone and he says, "Kelly, uh sh- did did you want to come with or I forget what his exact words were. I, I don't remember either. He punted it to Kelly. Yeah, he basically said, "Kelly, oh, no. it's your choice." Yes. He, or he said something along the lines of, uh, does anyone want to come with? And you're like, dude, you already said to Kelly, like, why Why is this enough? So sometimes there are people that I, I, I've heard through the seasons. I don't have names because I haven't seen those seasons, uh-huh. and that's what the whole podcast is about. Sure. But that get edited in such a way that they are perceived one way on the island, and they are actually, their time in the island wasn't like that, but it's edited for a narrative Sometimes people are bitter about it. Sometimes it's not. It's something we've talked about before. There is, you know, 72 hours put of footage put into one hour of episode. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. Um, and one could argue that Sean is edited to be a spineless coward. Except that Sean has edited himself to be a spineless coward. Sean is fulfilling his destiny. There's no chance that this is a, a, a you know, a, a non-truth that's being edited to reflect him in that way. He, every opportunity he gets, he abdicates his own agency. <laughs> he runs away from any decision that he could possibly make in fear of hurting somebody else to the point that it is annoying everyone else around him. Yeah. 
and I'm going to also put pressure on Kelly on this one, is that Kelly had the opportunity to say, hey, you you did say you were going to take me and didn't do anything about it. Essentially says, this has to be your decision. I think that's the right thing to say. Because, it is. because like, this is once, like, Sean doesn't want to make anyone feel bad. Correct. Because he has this choice. So he tries to make Kelly the person who has to make the choice. Yes. And it's not it's not her choice. It's not. This is a, this is a personal Stephen thing that I'm bringing in. Stephen ha- is getting better at being like, "Hey, no, no, wait! You said you were going to do this thing. Mm. You need to do this thing." Uh, Kelly also could have said, "Hey, you should do this thing. Like you promised me," but then doesn't do anything. And then Sean picks Rich, which again, why? I don't know why. It's not like they're close. It's not like they're buds. It's not like Sean's strategic. No. Uh, it it seemed like a bad move again, but whatever. Literally, like every single thing this man has done on the island. <laughs> so, so yeah. So everyone kind of gets the idea once again that he is spineless and doesn't doesn't want to make his own decisions. So it is. And Sue yells at him. She's like, "Grow some balls!" <laughs> yeah. When he's when he's waffling on, you know, deciding who to take. It's just. Yeah, I could I could scream into a microphone about it for hours. In fact, I believe technically I have. Yep. Um, so we're gonna move on. So we're gonna move on. Yeah. So Sean gets to the boat. He uh, gets his vacation. He gets his vacation. He gets a, a full yacht to himself. He hangs out. I did. I did write down that it was so. It looked so lonely at the start because it was just him at a table drinking wine by himself. And like, oh, why why is it just him? This is honestly though, after being around people uh-huh. for thirty-one days, twenty-four-seven with nothing to do, I think I'd want to be at that table drinking wine on my own. That's fair. But you don't see that anymore on Survivor. You don't mm. see someone going off by themselves to enjoy a reward. Yeah. Just it it's not interesting for the audience, and you have a lot of shots of and it puts, you know, not this season, but in the future, could put that person that won the reward at his, at a disadvantage. Yeah. Because everyone else gets to talk yep. and strategize, and you are alone. Correct. Uh, so, yes, he, he drinks his wine. He gets a shower. He gets a massage. <laughs> the massage was funny <sighs> because he, he, he's being massaged. And he says something about his ass. No, no, we're gonna we need to go back further okay, than that because sure. the editing of this was perfect. Okay, go on. Uh, some somebody I don't remember who says. I think it's Sue says. Oh, I bet he's getting a massage right now. And Rich says Sean's never gotten a massage. And Sue says something like, "I hope he's just not making it weird." And then it cuts back to him <laughs> getting a massage. And he says, "Is my ass as bony as it feels?" There it is. You're right. <laughs> And I was like, oh, he immediately made it weird. He made it weird. However, Masseuse goes full on into it and slaps him in the ass. Yep. So uh, apparently it wasn't weird. She was into it. I, I, I guess. Into his bony ass. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all cleaned up. They, the, the camp talks about how he's getting a shower, getting a shave. Like, oh, good for him. Uh, and then Jeff comes back. This is this is also weird because Jeff is enjoying this reward with him. Right. We see we see uh, Sean sitting at the table eating dinner, and he's just like chatting with Jeff. We don't hear what their conversations about, but yeah. they're just like hanging out. 
This was the most involved Jeff episode I think I've ever seen. He's just always there because he yeah. always has to do something. Anyway, he he showers. Jeff comes in and he says, all right, uh, we just wanted you to meet the captain before he goes to bed because he's not going to be steering all night. Like, of course not. Which I was like, that's weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you're dropping anchor, like, of course. But I was like, that's weird. We're going to meet the captain. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, who is this for? To, to which you, you go into the room. It, he goes to meet the captain. Captain turns around and it does take him a moment to realize, oh, oh, you're my dad. Which that's pretty much Sean's exact. Re- Sean's exact reaction to everything is, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, that's the most, like, elated he gets. He gets a little happier than that to see his dad. Th- this was the most excited I've seen him yeah. in the entire series, which is good. He, he got a nice moment. And this is the reason why it wasn't you go straight to the to the boat right after the challenge. But how did they get him there that quickly? I'm assuming... Did I... they just fly, like, all of the... Loved, like one loved one for each person to Japan and then like alright one of you are getting on this plane to Borneo like come on so I, I don't remember if there is a family reward member challenge coming up sorry I said that really weird a family reward challenge where a family member comes and you could win time with your family member yeah that is my first instinct that that's coming up so oh. they could just use that. However, I don't know why you would spoil that surprise with someone's family member already showing up. Or they just had like a certain group of family members waiting at the ready for this. Because like they do in later seasons, they fly family members out. They're, they're there for one challenge. And if they win, they get to spend some time. But really, they're just staying there till the end so that they can fly home with their family. Oh, that makes sense. And then they can hang out at Ponderosa with the family, too. So, like, it's it's a nice uplift for everyone. Or was it going to be Sean's dad, no matter who won the challenge? I would hope not. <laughs> I really hope not, because that would have been weird. Or if... Sue, we want you to meet the captain. Oh, who the hell is this? <laughs> all right. Okay, th- all right. thanks, captain. Thanks. Oh, you're Sean's dad. Oh, okay. Thanks, thanks Sean's dad. I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm really hoping that they had a backup plan in case anybody else won. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Very strange. Be transparent, Survivor. Just just say, oh, this is what we're doing, so that it makes it easier for us and for the podcast, because we don't know. It's it's the levels of obfuscation on that are kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and weird that like they bring in another person to do breakfast then with Sean and his dad. Yeah, so then <laughs> Rich comes for breakfast and eats with <laughs> with Sean and his dad, but really he's not there for Sean and his dad. No, he's there for breakfast, so he's just shoving his face while everyone's asking him questions. And like, I don't really care. I'm just eating the food. Well, and that's something else I kind of like about um about this season is I I, I touched on it earlier the you know, people are miserable and they are not shy about saying that they're miserable. Yeah. But also, they don't like each other. Some of them do, but, so, like, yeah. we've now seen, I think, every single person. Yeah, you know, we've seen guaranteed Rich and Rudy, I feel like Sue as well, all flat out say, I, I never want to see these people again once I leave <laughs> this island. I, I want to leave this island. I'm not here to make friends for life. I am here 
to win my money and go home. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can just appreciate that. And Rich is like, I don't give a, I don't give one rat's ass about Sean and his dad. <laughs> I'm getting as much nutrition in this corporeal form as I can Smart. before I am forced to leave this yacht. Smart. Uh, I did forget one thing that I thought was funny. Uh, when Jeff goes to pick up Rich, he yells from the boat, Rich, get your skinny ass down here. <laughs> like, Jeff, who are you? We have, we have evolved into sassy Jeff. Sassy Jeff. So everyone, they enjoy their breakfast, and then they bring everyone back to the beach. Rich, Sean, and Sean's dad. Who just kind of lingers around camp for two hours. Yeah. Uh, first, he falls out of the boat. Like, <laughs> trying to exit the boat, he has a poor dismount and kind of falls on his face. Oops. Happens to the best of them. That's, I've done that. It's hard to get off a boat onto a shore that you don't know how far down is. Uh, he does. He hangs out on the beach. He is shown the living arrangements. He's shown Superpole. Superpole is back. Didn't catch anything. Has not caught a single fish. But it's there. <laughs> and it's like gathering dust. Like, even Sean's given up on it. Uh, everyone is asking him, like, oh, what's what's going on in the world? What have we missed? And Sean's dad, much like Sean, is oblivious. M- milk toast and oblivious. <laughs> wait, wait, Stephen, I do a bit where after... Like, at the start of the podcast, I list all the things that happen on a weekly basis. Yeah. Not all of those are super interesting. Sure. But, like, not one of those was interesting to him. Nah. Not a single one of those things. Technically, the things that you were listing are not the things that would have happened because the recording time. Oh. Yeah, you're right. But, yes, over the course of four weeks, you would think that something of note would have happened. Like Sue goes, what about that war uh, with or that war in Russia, which made me go, uh? Uh, <laughs> thinking about like, wait, that's right now, and then I remember, oh yeah, the Chechnyan wars, and yeah. like that would have been news. That his dad doesn't know what happened. Doesn't know what happened. Doesn't know about stocks. Uh, doesn't really know about, about college football. College football. Anything that really happened. It's sue's trying to get answers out of him and there's just nothing and she's really frustrated and everyone can tell so survivor comes in and brings in care packages for everyone yes he's like santa claus but doesn't know anything he's like (laughs) he does not know when you're sleeping he has no idea when you're awake nah um no i wrote down i was like is sean's dad just the new contestant he's just (laughs) hanging out on the beach busting out a duffel bag he's just he's just kind of there he's He's the, the spare guy now. Uh, yeah, everyone gets a care package. Again, more stuff than they should ever be allowed to have on this show about surviving in the wilderness. But, hey, good for them. They needed the morale boost. They sure did. Uh, everyone gets some stuff from home. I saw some, like, toothbrushes. I saw mm-hmm. uh, Clean out a magazine. Yeah. Rich got an email from a woman. So, didn't Rich say he has a kid? Yes. So I'm wondering if that... Because it seems like it was somebody that he that he's really close with. Yeah. I'm wondering if that is the mother of his children. Could have been. Could have been a, a, a surrogate mother. Uh, my brain, again, thinking in 2022 logic, is that it's a weird kind of... I shouldn't say weird. It's a, a kind of thruple situation where it's the two are there but rich kind of involves himself sometimes whenever they want it um i was kind of thinking more like um i don't know rich's past 
life experience. Sure. Um, I don't. He doesn't talk about how long he was out of the closet or anything uh-huh. like that. Like maybe he was married before and with like to that woman, and that's yeah. the you know, and had a child. Um, yeah, but clearly he's close with both of them, and he, it's like an email from her to her husband that he's yeah. reading. It does. It's not. It's not directed to him. Yeah. It's just weird business as usual for these two people that Rich has now inserted himself into through these emails. But not himself. It's just been delivered to... It, all in all, it's just very strange. I, I didn't understand why this. Yeah, it could have been something more personalized, but instead it's printed off emails of two people's correspondence that isn't directed at you. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no. It's it's weird. It's not extrapolated upon. Nope. So we won't either. Well, we just did. <laughs> okay, but wait, did you see the hat that Rudy got? Yeah. What is that? I. It looked like a flashlight hat, but maybe not. It, it had something on the front. That's what I was trying to figure out, is it looked like a place for, like, almost like that you'd put, like, a, a tube for, like, a beer pong. Could, uh, but it, there's no, like, it's, it wouldn't attach to anything else, so that didn't make any sense. It could be. It could be one of those hats that has, like, a straw that comes along. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it was for a flashlight. But That makes more sense what I just said. Who knows? Uh, we get into immunity for the worst immunity challenge I've ever seen. Wait, I sh- really? I, okay. I, I have a strong opinion on this. They could have done this way better. Yes, yes. They could have done this way better. Um, the one thing that... So, uh, for those that uh, didn't see it or, or don't remember, basically it's a, a long... A bunch of long boards. Yeah, all so it, tied together. It's six planks tied together. Uh, and they have to stand on the planks for as long as they can. And the last person standing wins. Every once in a while, they will remove one of the planks so your, your standing platform gets smaller this is why you're the host and the co-host because you could explain that so much more elegantly than i can (laughs) but their starting width was so wide that everyone was just standing there comfortably for an hour an hour that was that was my biggest complaint for them not for us it does a time lapse for us it goes by very quickly but they just stood there bored for an hour I've talked before about endurance challenges, and I actually, I said I don't like endurance challenges, and that's not true. Uh-huh. I don't like the modern endurance challenges, where they make it so difficult that it's over in five minutes. I want to see an endurance challenge that's actually an endurance challenge, mm-hmm. not just a, a, a strength challenge that's desi- or disguised as an endurance challenge. Correct. That being said, <laughs> it can't be, it has to actually be somewhat difficult and not just a test of like, how long can you sit here bored? Yeah, I think your your ideal range for an endurance challenge is 15 to 40 minutes. After that, it starts to go on to, all right, are these people just checking out? Like, what's going to happen? Unless the challenge is about that. Uh, there's specific challenges like the... Uh, drop a, a a ball down a, a maze and your one goal is to stay focused and to keep it going like that's different uh but if your body is just giving out after three minutes then it's not a good challenge if you're standing there for two and a half hours which is how long this challenge went because i think he cut a board every 30 minutes 
for the record, Jeff himself cut the board, hopped into the water, cut the board, and then took it away. Honestly, it made me so nervous because he just has an open knife. Yeah. And is just cutting the strings on these boards to then make the standing room smaller. And I'm like, oh my god, no one fall towards Jeff. Yeah. Oh no. And it gets worse because... He realizes that he has to have two hands on the plank to take the plank away, especially when it gets to fewer and fewer planks because they have they're standing on it, so he kind of has to pull it out of them. He puts the knife in his mouth. I, alarms are going off in my head again. Like, of course, that's where you're gonna put it. Yeah, it's you're the host of a show with a knife in his mouth. With people standing directly above you who could fall into your face. And that would have been the end of Survivor. <laughs> uh, they've recovered from worse. <laughs> I don't know. Season one, somebody getting stabbed and bleeding out in the South China Sea. It's, it's not a good thing. I don't know if it continues from there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're on there for two and a half hours. Most people are on there for a long time. Uh, nobody falls for at least the first hour and a half. Yep. And then Rudy just, he does fall. <laughs> he says he falls. It kind of looks like he gives up. No, I think he lost his balance and went. I yeah. Like, the way he fell was so awkward, but I think yeah. he, I think he just, he's old and worried about his body. And so I think when he, the moment he started to fall, he just went with it and, and fell rather than trying to like recover and worry about hurting himself That's... is what it read to me. Sure. So be it. I guess I'm going in. Uh, it was hilarious. Rudy falls, Rich falls, so it gives Rudy and Rich a lot of time to just talk strategy on the beach. And I loved, I loved Rich's play-by-play of what was going on. It was oh, great. And Rich, while he was in the challenge, was annoying everyone oh by God. singing the uh, 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall song. I, I, I didn't think that was going to send him home, but I was like, man... They just vote off because he's annoying as hell right now. <laughs> Jeff specifically said in the instructions of this challenge that you may not touch each other. However, uh, mind games are cool. So, like, go ahead, taunt each other, do whatever you want. Just don't, don't, no touchy. <laughs> no touchy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Rich and Rudy are hanging out, talking, and they're kind of talking about who they're going to vote off that night. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about they're going to vote off Kelly. Yeah. It's Kelly. They say, I think the exact phrase was, it's Kelly, and if Kelly wins, it's Sean. Yep. That is exactly what it said. Uh, And then eventually, Sue and Sean fall off. Uh, Sean goes off to get changed because he's wet from the ocean. Uh, So it gives Sue, Rich, and Rudy time to say that. Yeah. And they're they're just openly talking strategy. Uh, meanwhile, Colleen, (laughs) Colleen and Kelly, two and a half hours in, Colleen says verbatim, am I getting voted off if I fall here? Like, oh, Mm. and Kelly, not one to like, uh, buy in and make them squirm is like, I don't know. I don't think she actually knew. She might not. It seems like the obvious choice to me. Yeah. With how this season has gone, but... Yeah. Whatever. Uh, And yeah, it doesn't look like they last very long on the last board. The last board was about... It's a two by four. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was a little thicker than that, but still. They didn't last very long on it. Uh, Colleen tries to scoot down the board to give herself more room, and 
unceremoniously yoinks into the ocean. So I said last episode I knew who went home this episode because uh-huh. Paramount Plus sucks. Yeah. And the description for next episode tells yeah. you that Colleen goes home in this episode. Okay. But I really wanted Colleen to stay. Yeah. I, ever since Greg went home, Colleen is just so awesome. She's picking up the, um, she's picking up, you know, the, uh, the way that the game works really well. She's not able to change her fate, but I don't know. She's, she's great. And I feel like Colleen's, Colleen's the only person on this island still at this point that is still, uh, like has like good spirits about them. And is still... I mean, she has bugs growing out of her legs. And she's yeah. still, like, being... Uh, she's still being herself. And I don't know. Not That's not to put anyone else on the show down. I just think... Colleen, Colleen's strength and um, personality has surprised me. I think, I think part of that is due to the fact that what is about to happen is inevitable for her. Mm. She doesn't really make a push to save herself. Uh, she kind of has already, since Jervis was voted off and even before Jervis was voted off, she knew this was coming. Yeah. So why not just enjoy your last couple days there? Which, you know, who could have made that better? Sean. Yeah. Sean says when he writes her name down, uh, I'm probably next. Yeah. You want to know how you wouldn't be next? If you got someone else off. Yeah. Phrasing. This is the time to make a move. Oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. You could have gone with Kelly and Colleen to change the game right then and there. But you didn't. But the man can't make a decision and hurt someone's feelings over eggs. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into tribal, Mm -hmm. uh, Kelly wins that challenge and wins product placement number two. Oh, God. Dr. Scholes. Hi, Dr. Scholes. Welcome to Survivor. it was not mentioned. It's just uh, Jeff post challenge says you you worked really hard up there. Your feet must be tired. Here, what what, what are you wearing to tribal council? Jeff, what do you think she's wearing? She has one pair of clothes and one pair of shoes. Here's Doctor Shoals. Put put those in your shoes. What? Okay. Oh, okay. okay thanks. Weird. Also talking about the challenges. Um, the last few challenges reward has been more important than immunity. Like it's been weighted more heavily in the show. The reward challenges have been um, have been more grandiose. They've had, uh, I mean, not all reward challenges are created equal. One is a slice right. of pizza, and one is a yacht. <laughs> um, Crazy. But they spend a lot more time in the episode on the reward challenges and the spectacle of the reward challenges than they do the tension of who will win immunity and be safe. Yeah. And I think once they figure out that they can, if they give them time post challenge to strategize and once strategies really become more of a part of this game, they will spend more time dwelling on the, the, the post immunity challenge circumstances so that, Everyone can kind of, oh, what's going to happen? Ooh. <laughs> but really, the more entertaining thing is, oh, look at this thing that they won. Go go live that lavish lifestyle on a boat for a day with your dad. <laughs> your and dad's pizza. the captain. In, enjoy pizza slice from a helicopter? From a helicopter, though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then we see a montage of Kelly breaking bad. Or not montage, a confessional. 
um, of of Kelly Breaking Bad. She's like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me anymore. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not nice to people around camp. I'm I'm a rebel, and it feels so good. Kelly wants to blow up bridges right now, and like, yeah, good for her. She's packing a lot of dynamite. Go for it. I don't care. <laughs> if you're if you're doing it, do it. Don't just say you're gonna do it and then not do it. Uh, <laughs> the the tribal wasn't that interesting. Like, they don't really talk about anything super crazy. Uh, Colleen does say it's going to get nasty. And she's right. And she's right. It, it will get nasty. Things, yeah. This is where emotions, this is where feelings are going to get hurt. Which, it sucks, because if she... If she had more knowledge of the game, she could use that to probably change her fate. Like I said, Correct. she could be like, hey guys, you can get rid of me, but what does tomorrow look like? Yeah. I could, uh, you could fix that. My vote's worth just as much as one of theirs. You don't have to. Uh, <laughs> to which my favorite voting confessional so far was, Rich, you were supposed to stay. Holds up his vote for Colleen and says, you were supposed to stay. So he was clearly bought into this getting rid of Kelly thing. Yeah. No, he wanted Kelly to go home. Yeah. I don't know why they switched off Sean. I don't know either. They don't, again, they don't talk about it. It seems like they'll probably talk about it at the start of next episode, because that's been the trend so far, is sure. we get surprised by the vote, kind of. Not surprised up until this episode that it was a Pagong member, but surprised by which one. Um, <laughs> and they usually, you know, digest it at the start of next episode, which yeah. I, again, I think I kind of like that formula better than talking about it for 20 minutes before the vote. Sure. I disagree, but here we are. Uh, it's also new and novel to me, so it could wear thin very quickly. That's fair. Uh, Sean says, I'll see you next vote. He knows he's going to be voted off next. Uh, so, again, you have chances to make decisions. Make decisions, nope. Sean. Uh, um, he also he doesn't vote for Colleen. He no, he doesn't. Cool-een. He votes for Colleen. C-O-O-L-E-E-N. Did anyone actually spell Colleen's name correctly? I don't know how to spell Colleen's name. Okay, it's C-O-L-L-E-E-N. Probably not. <coughs> well, that's something that's been brought up before that I think is really interesting is like, you know, when they when they have to write down their names, uh-huh. you can't ask people how their name's spelled. No, you can't. Because then that gives, gives away you're going to vote for them. Jervis was funny. Jer- when people were writing down Jervis, nobody, very few people got close. No, it was like G-E-R-V-I-S-E was the... G-I-R-V... I S like no, that's that's not right. Yeah. Has there ever been a time when Jeff can't tell who somebody was trying to vote for because they're because it's just so like if there's two contestants that names are kind of close and it's spelled so poorly. I imagine that there's someone, someone has to man the camera by the voting booth, right? Yeah. If if they're the one, if they hold it up to them and they're like, I I don't know who that is. That they. Which is probably the reason why they have to speak to it. You're right. Yep. Because actually, I don't think there would be somebody manning. You can do a stationary camera there. And, you can. Um, but yeah, no, that they can they can watch the monitor and be like, okay, that's who they're voting for yeah. in case they really screw it up. Or maybe yeah. that's... I'm thinking back to when uh, I think it was Sean had to cross out Jervis because he won immunity and <laughs> broke oops. oops. Probably somebody was like, hey, Sean, buddy, can you go back in the voting booth real quick? Yeah, you, you can't... Uh... <laughs> You can't vote for that. That it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two votes for Sean. Colleen and Kelly vote for Sean, and four votes for Colleen. Sean, Rich, Rudy, Sue. 
It, it was a done deal before the episode even started. However, it didn't look like it was going to be a done deal because apparently if Kelly wouldn't have won, Kelly would have gone home. Yeah, and I think that would have... I'm very excited for next episode. I do think I would have preferred Kelly to go home. I just think that would have made the the blow-up that's going to happen is going to be very interesting. But oh, yeah. The, the dynamics with uh, Colleen being the only Pagong member still and now them starting to infight would be slightly more interesting. I do think part of the reason... My guess uh-huh. for part of the reason why they got rid of Colleen is there are only Pagong members on that jury and tribes are very important to these people. Yeah. So, like, if Colleen makes it to the final two... She probably wins, because the Pagong members are going to vote for her. You're absolutely right. However, doesn't mean you can't use her as a piece to yeah. move yourself forward. Uh, I, I did write down Colleen. Colleen whispered to everyone on her way out. I had to turn on subtitles, because like, what the hell are you saying, Colleen? Uh, it, was very, it was very nice. Uh, Colleen said, be nice to each other. I swear I'm watching you. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay. It was nice, and then it wasn't. She uh, said that? She said, I thought you were joking. She said, no, I swear said I'm watching that. you? I swear I'm watching wow. you. Oh, okay. And then something said something along the lines of, uh, be nice to each other. Play a clean game or something but, like yeah. that. Or a good game. Play a good game. Uh, to, and Jeff reiterates that on her way out the door. Uh, but why was she whispering? Was she just yeah. so like, I've given up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna whisper to everybody. I have no energy. Or maybe it's the, uh, oh, I've, I've been, I've been out. Am I allowed to speak anymore? Can I? Can I do that? Mm, that's Is a good this point. okay? We've seen. I mean, I've seen a couple people give big lavish speeches when they get voted <laughs> off. I'm like, oh my god, get off the stage. Yeah. Uh, so, how do you think Colleen does in Future Survivor? I I actually think she could do pretty well. Huh. Um, like I said, I think she woke up to the game uh, a little too late. But um, she says in her in her uh, post vote off uh, confessional with us, she's like. If you had stuck me on Toggy, I think I could have won it all. I don't know about that. Um, but, like, if she was in Kelly's place and Kelly was in uh, Pagong, yeah, she'd still be sitting there. That's not a bad argument. And she probably wouldn't be in the rough place that Kelly's in. Yeah. I I can't see her making hard decisions, though, to get herself to the finals. Which, the... It's now you're at that point where people are going to have to make tough decisions. I mean, we see in the episode preview that the, uh, a showdown is going to happen. People are going to start hurting feelings. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what it would have looked like if she had been with Sue. Uh-huh. Um, like if, you know, if that friendship that Sue developed with Kelly and then breaks had been with Colleen instead. Because sure. um, then you would have had a true... Because I don't think Sue and Kelly are going to be aligned in this next episode. No. We see them in the preview screaming at each other. So you'd have a true Rudy and Rich versus Sue and Colleen, and then Sean exists. You're right. So I, I actually, you know, you're right. I I, I am, I, I mean, my number one concern with her would be not being able to make, like, a tough decision. Um, but I, I think she played the game pretty well with the card she was given, but she wasn't a leader in it. Yeah. So if she was in a if she was in a season where she didn't have to be a leader to win, she could do well. She might be able to do well. I don't, but I don't think I, I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't see a world where she wins a season, <laughs> but one where she, yeah, does sure. pretty well. Uh, when do you think she comes back? She does come back. She does not. Oh, you said when? I know. I tried to get your hopes up, and then I uh, crushed it. 
I that's really sad. Stupid. Yeah, Colleen kind of distances herself distances herself from Survivor post Survivor. Okay. Uh, however, is one of the most successful that makes the acting run. Whoa. Okay. Uh, is a is a leading character in a major I shouldn't say major uh, a major motion picture, the animal with Rob Schneider. Oh wow! Okay. She plays the the female lead in the animal, uh, and I had this moment when I was doing this research. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, that is Colleen." I started this podcast out by saying she looked like the romantic lead in every '90s movie. Yeah, and there it is. There it is. I say that she also did one episode of the, that '70s show, uh, and then one episode of another TV show that I, I didn't know, so I didn't write it down. Uh, but then kind of gets out of Hollywood too. I, I saw some speculation and I'm not going to put this, I'm not going to say that this is fact. I'm going to say that this is speculation from the survivor community that she saw the kind of gross stuff that's hap- that happens in Hollywood and said, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, that makes total sense. Even if it's just speculation, uh, it doesn't have to be. There's a, we're both in the acting yeah. uh, profession in, in some way. We're not in Hollywood. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, we have friends that are. And the spectrum of gross, uh, it's, a, it's a wide spectrum. It's not all Harvey Weinstein. Um, it's not all necessarily all sexual either. Um, there's gross nepotism. There's gross, uh, you know, politics of people tanking productions because they're mad at somebody or whatever. Yeah. And all that is exhausting. The industry is exhausting. I could totally see that happening to her. Yeah. And I, for a young, talented, impressionable woman, uh, it, if you don't have any support in that industry someone could very easily take advantage of you. So like if, if you're in the acting industry, if you are in LA, if you're in New York, or if you're just in a a local area, take care of your friends, take care of your people. Uh, if someone says something's fishy, follow up with them, please do. And if something has happened to you and you are able to, say something even doesn't have to be publicly yeah find you know a higher up at the theater or at the you know theatrical or at the movie production or studio or whatever because if it's happened to you from somebody you're probably not the only one correct if you saying something will prevent this person from doing horrible things to the next person i say that like this is easy and i know that it is difficult it's it's so difficult to stand up and to uh challenge someone especially an authority figure especially when we have a long and storied history of victims uh getting most of the consequences yeah and the and perpetrators of violence not seeing consequences correct so i i don't say that lightly like it is it is difficult but i we're encouraging you to say something even anonymously and that's also not to say that uh this happened that anything happened to clean to to like to get her out of the industry no it's um, it's all speculation that just led into a tangent of uh an important (laughs) one of you know if you are someone that's even if it's not the acting industry if you're if you're being harassed Uh say something yeah um from what we saw from clean from the show it kind of it tracks into her personal life that 
she has her morals and she has her standards and she is not willing to uh to bend on those which which i think is good uh she turned down playboy oh okay playboy offered her a lot of money to to do a shoot and she turned it down uh and i'm assuming similar logic got her out of or like the acting business so like hey good for you one of my favorite uh, players of the season. Stick stick with your guns. And not a whole there's not a whole lot left. Like there's not a whole lot of other information about Colleen okay. out there. Uh she lives in New York with a husband and daughter, so good for her. Cool. Yeah. Uh who's your protagonist? Yeah, so um this episode has two, and it has two partially because of what we talked about at the uh, a little bit ago in that the reward challenges are weighted uh, with time in the episode a lot more than the immunity challenges. <laughs> um, and that kind of gives Sean the natural protagonist of the episode because he has the most screen time. He's getting, he gets lavish with the reward. It's his dad that is, you know, with the tribe, except Sean has very little personality <laughs> and less backbone. Sure. So he didn't get to actually form a narrative um because he chooses to abdicate it at every possibility which leads us with kelly uh i think kelly has the is the person who actually moves the narrative even though she doesn't get nearly as much screen time as sean yeah which is interesting because she's done that uh, she's she's been building a narrative in the last few episodes but then it doesn't reflect in her votes yeah people want to make a move but don't make a move i don't know why she voted Sean. Oh no! You know what? I she said it actually at the end of this last episode. She said, "Uh, uh, one reason, one reason only, twenty four seven, and puts the vote in." She's just annoyed with him. Yeah, she's just sick of having him around. That that's where today's game is different. Like you put up with that if it means your game is going to get further. Yeah. Oh well. Uh yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's pretty much it on the episode. It was a it was a good episode that I'm sad Paramount Plus spoiled the ending <laughs> for me before I got to watch it. Well, at least uh, you um, have one more episode, uh, two more episodes that are not spoiled for you, so yay. Correct. Okay. Let's end the episode. So that'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, episode 11. Oh, it feels good. We're almost feels a full good. season in. So we're, we're closing in. We got one more episode of regular episode, and then we got a, a big finale special. I'm assuming it's going to be longer because we'll have a lot more to talk about. Uh, so just stay tuned for that. And we may have a bonus episode coming out. Yeah, we do. Uh, just uh, keep your eyes peeled on the feed. And as always, send us requests. Send us how you feel about the podcast if you if you like it rate us on whatever story you use it on uh we we love hearing from you i've got small little notes nothing that i can really read on the air but nice nice little things for people saying hey we like what you do uh keep going so honestly super cool thank you guys for reaching out and thank you for uh for supporting us yeah, tell me my takes are bad i'll die on any hill it's true jared will die on just about any hill. oh there's not a hill i won't die on uh honestly go for it put him put him there jared anything you want to promote yeah uh that was i'm gonna promote the other side of the important conversation that we just had sure. uh, regarding um harassment and and uh, uh target the uh harassers i guess um <laughs> hi there 
It's me, Jared. Stop doing that, please. Hot take. I know <laughs> it's it's always hard to have the flip side of the conversation because it's it's uh it's hey people being creepy don't be cool. Um, but uh, jokes aside, not that, that is a joke, but you know I guess to 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 sort of round out that conversation. Um, if you aren't being bothered or harassed, but you see someone else doing it, and if, especially if it's your friend, call them out. Yeah. People underestimate how how big someone just saying that's fucked up is. Yeah, my my favorite thing to do is uh, if you hear a joke that you don't that you know is racist or misogynistic or whatever, just ask them to explain it. Yeah, I'm, I I don't get it. Why is it funny? Why is that funny? I don't I don't get it. Um, and watch them squirm. Watch them squirm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to promote. Uh, take care of your friends, take care of each other, uh, take care of yourself. And as we get into the, the colder months of the year, start, uh, start preparing things for yourself and start, uh, take up a hobby, do something new, try something new and exciting. Find a table in an alley, sand it down, paint it. That's, it's very pointed because he's currently recording on the table that that happened. So, uh, thank you, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. We'll see you next time. And for my host, Steven, this is Jared. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.